Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. For this week's Caravan of Garbage, we've actually skewed directions because of our Patreon supporters. We were going to do Leave Extraordinary Gentlemen for the Invisible Man. The Dark Universe is back, Mason. Oh my God, is it back? You know it's back. For how long is it back, though? One more movie? At least one. Then it's cancelled again. Yeah, definitely. Then it's back on in a <laughs> couple of years. Back. you know it is. Oh my God, I cannot wait. <laughs> yeah. So we were going to do that, but after we did The Mummy, there was huge requests for us to cap off The Mummy trilogy. So we're back. We're talking The Mummy returns this was greenlit the morning that the mummy opened because it was such a big hit people loved it and they were like get this one off the ground and the directors and all the cast involved were like if we're gonna do this we're gonna do it bigger and better and they didn't <laughs> they said well that's the that's the problem with the sequel is you have to go we want to recapture the magic yeah but it's also got to be bigger it's what you liked but more and bigger yeah it's like a, it's like difficult second album syndrome it's exactly. like more and better and in a shorter amount of time because it was two years after yeah right the thing about this video is it's going to be bigger and better than the first one we did so <laughs> we will accept a like from you for making it that way correct yes you it's you the viewers and all listeners that make this bigger and better correct but also the editor. Yes, obviously. Making it bigger. Thanks, if we thanks don't, Ben. If, if we in the production of this don't make it bigger, if you could just add some some white noise at the end maybe, <laughs> yeah, just a minute right. or two of white noise. Just pat it right out. Just yeah. really crank those levels, you know what I mean? <laughs> so this is the mummy light. Yeah, right, it's right. It's got pillars falling instead of bookcases, instead of a sand face, it's a water a face. Water face. You can't and a dust re- face And later. a dust face later. You, uh, you're you reading a book, but you can't work out what one of the things is in the book, and you're asking somebody what the thing in the book is. Yeah, huh. The cast is also back. They make that classic error of introducing a kid. Phantom Menace did it. But again, like... Zorro sequel did it. But what, what are you going to do? Because this is set nearly 10 years after. Not, yeah, about nine or 10 years after. After, yeah. after the original. And so so Rick and Evie, they're married now, and grave robbing's done really well for them because they live in this enormous mansion. They're so rich. And they have they have a kid. He's a he's a, like a sort of snotty-ish little kid. Who's, he's both of them. He's both of them, <laughs> exactly. And he's, and he's a little bit anachronistic. He's always like, oh, get a room, you two. Mm. You know, like they said in the 1930s. Oh, my God, you know they did. Rick O'Connell's kind of the same, and Evie, Evie's had a real glow-up. Let want, me tell you. And she wants more adventures. Her eyebrows have grown back. Bless, uh, so bless people, her. If people pointed out that the reason also her eyebrows are like that in the previous movie is because that was the style of the 20s. I don't believe it's that. It's a coincidence, I, I feel like. A, yeah, it's there's un- no way they're like, listen, if there's one thing we get right in this movie, That's it's right. that big rat wheel, which was apparently a real thing. Mm-hmm. We talked about it at eyebrows. Yeah, all right. <laughs> 
Look, if you, you, you can you can check in any, any number of videos. There are a lot of factual errors in the first The Mummy mm. relating to Hamanaptra and Imhotep and all, all kinds of sand physics. Absolutely, it's out the window. Can't mate. make a bloody can't make a bloody big sand face. <laughs> no, you can't. But anyway, yeah. So this this movie is if if I can put the plot back together. So it's it's quite similar. Evie and 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 Rick. They find a golden bracelet, yep. and their son puts it on, and that that was the bracelet of the Scorpion King. Yeah, and in putting that on, that summons the Scorpion King in seven days, mm. and it's going to bring with him the the army of Anubis. Yep, which is going to destroy the world. But the followers of Imhotep want to bring back the mummy because if he comes back and he defeats the Scorpion King then he can take control of the army of Anubis and destroy the world instead, and they want that for some reason? Yeah, I feel like, though, you could just work for either of those guys. Right? Does I mean, their goal is quite similar, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? They're both big spooky boys who want to destroy the world. That's exactly it. Mm. So, interestingly, the son in this, Freddie Both, his name was, mm. and is. <laughs> She's sure, alive, right. yeah. He was such a huge fan of The Mummy that... He was like on set. He'd remind people working on it what happened in the first film and what we need to do in this and oh, how it how ties in. Yeah. And he actually chose to audition for this over Harry Potter. There you go. So he, he turned down that completely. To, what to role do. in Harry Potter though? Hermione and Hagrid. He's very multi-talented, Mason. Yeah, he does it all. Well, they just put him in a big dirty trench coat, <laughs> put a fake beard on him. It's fine, isn't Hagrid, it? Yeah. Right? You know what I don't like about this movie, and there are some things that I do because I don't think it's terrible. No, see, I when this movie came out. I remember because I was so jazzed on the first Mummy. I think I brought, I'm like, oh my God, you haven't seen The Mummy? Let's go see The Mummy Returns. And afterwards, I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> but in re-watching it, it's not as bad as I remember it being. But I think what happens is when you leave a big action blockbuster, what sticks in your mind is the finale. Yeah. Which we are, I'm sure we'll talk about after this. After the show's finished? Yeah, after the show's <laughs> finished. We'll talk about it personally in our own lives. <laughs> but I think maybe that soured my whole experience. Oh, but okay, but yeah. you, you, you were saying. Well, I was going to say... I don't like how they give everyone a destiny. I was for, my, that's the first thing Evie I was going to say. Yeah. is the Pharaoh's daughter or a reincarnation of that. The, the Pharaoh that Imhotep killed yep. in the first movie. So she's out for revenge somehow. He doesn't recognize her mm. for some reason in the first one. I yep. guess he's got different eyes. Also, the eyes that he stole <laughs> from the first movie, that guy needed glasses. So maybe that's why he didn't Maybe that's why he didn't her. recognize her. In this one, he does, you know, he comes back and he's like, bloody hell, it's you. How have you been? How have you been? <laughs> it's been eons. It's been three to five thousand years. I don't, I, don't know t- I don't know the timeline on this. Do you? Sorry, I'm just, I just, you know, when you just, you just, you see someone out of context, you don't recognise them. You know, sorry, sorry, and you've grown your eyebrows back now. So obviously, I remember you now. So, but yeah, Destiny. So she's the, she's the, yeah. and and Rick O'Connell, some sort of guardian magi, and that and they must have tattooed him when he was a baby. Does he have that tattoo in the first movie? He says that he... No, well, he's got leather wrist bands. Ah, okay, perfect. The perfect yeah. crime. Okay. The perfect crime. They must have made. looked... In the, when they were writing the sequel, they must have been like, what part of his body is covered in leather wristbands? Oh, his wrists. That's handy. They could have just done it under his flappy uh, hair on the sides. Exactly. I that's feel like right. that's where they <laughs> could have right. put it. Yeah. Yep. The other thing is they make him Indiana Jones, but a little bit better because they give him the fedora at one point. Yeah, right, right. And there's also a couple of moments where he's fine with snakes. He gets one thrown at him and he's just like, snakes, and he just is oh, just yeah. not fussed by it yeah. at all. Only a real coward would be afraid of snakes for any reason, <laughs> even childhood trauma. Even if you were massively traumatised by falling into a, a train carriage full of snakes as a child, you are a coward. You've got a coward's heart. That's right. <laughs> I love the moment, though, after the... 
I've just made this note. It's not really relevant. But after he gets to the snake thrown at him, a guy throws a knife and he catches it like way off to the side. Like not even close. He's like arm's length away. Yeah, right. Catch so what you're saying knife. is that knife guy's a real, he's a bad shot and he's got a coward's heart. That's what I'm saying, yes. <laughs> Which I thought was going to come back late. Oh, it does come back later. He catches a spear at the end. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good catch though. Like yeah. I assumed that he was. Right? I mean, if he wasn't, he'd be dead a long time ago. Oh, for sure. 100%. Yeah. Uh, also, I feel like this movie, it was inspired as all movies of this era was by the Matrix. Yeah. I think they're like, let's do some Matrix-style stuff. But without the kind of the technical prowess or expertise or equipment to do that. Yeah. So it's like, we're going to do like long-form martial arts battles without the actual long-form yeah. kind of... Yeah. Just, we'll do, it with, we'll do it with quick cuts and nobody will notice. We noticed. We noticed. Apparently, Rachel Weiss trained for like five months to do those sequences. That's mostly her. Yeah. So mm. that's impressive. That but yeah, impressive. maybe they should have filmed it in a way where you kind of you got could the tell that, of, and it wasn't just stunt people. Yeah. yeah. At one point, she's in a mask. Maybe that isn't her. But I think the one at the end is a little bit better. You can kind of get a mm. better sense of it. Yeah. Right. MVP of this movie, though. I think yes. it's actually an improvement, or they build on it well. Artith Bay. Oh, on it fair, yeah. You know, I think that guy is he's good in the first movie and he's mm. expanded on in this movie. Yes. He's not in the third because what does he know about China? Not nothing, mate. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's right. <so. laughs> There's a deleted scene from the start of the third one where he's like, I got nothing, mate. <laughs> not a damn thing. This, though, interestingly enough was The Rock's first motion picture. He'd never seen a movie. He didn't even know what one was at Incredible. that point. Incredible. And look he, how far he's come. I know. <laughs> he's Snapchatting. He's a baller. He's a baller, big time. So it opens with the Scorpion King. And I, you know, it tells all these story and how he's, you know, he's, he's cursed and whatever and he wanders the desert. And then he, he, he bites a real gooey scorpion. And I mm. really enjoyed that. I'm like, that's a gooey scorpion. Yeah, that's right. And good job, The it, Rock. It, it foretells a sense of incredible visceral realism we're going to have with the Scorpion King <laughs> for the rest of this movie, right? Oh. Just if he's going to do something, he's going to do it for real and we're going to feel it. We're going to know, yeah. Mm. Oh, we'll definitely get back to that. Yeah. After the video, obviously. That's yeah, right. Yeah, we've got to talk about that yeah. in our personal lives. Here's some good stuff, though. Yeah. I like the chase through London. I like how the mummy gets its legs cut off and it's like monkeying through the bus. Yeah. You know what? The, good uh, stuff. That also felt very reminiscent. I don't know, maybe it's a deliberate homage. Maybe it's just my brain making connections. It felt very much like any number of T-1000 chase scenes in Terminator 2. He's got the lever action rifle. He's shooting up like, yeah, right, like they're shooting okay. up in the lift. I can see that. In, in the mental asylum in, yeah. in Terminator 2. Just watch them play, play them side by side. You know, it's, it's... you want Ben to do that? No, I wouldn't put that upon the man to make an incredible video <laughs> comparison. Just just frame by frame it, you know? <laughs> oh, I just pick it. it, it could, I mean, it'd take him weeks, but he could he could do it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not you know, faulting his technical expertise. Yeah. And if he wanted to make the best video of his career, Sure. If he wants a hero's heart. I mean, don't, you don't have to, though. <laughs> so the other thing I like is I think the chemistry is still good between Rick and Evie. For sure. You feel like they like each other and they've mm. been married. It's only been two years since the previous movie, but again, it's about a decade in between or it's supposed to be. Yeah. You get the sense that their relationship has grown. For sure, yeah. Right. They've been, again, they've been robbing a lot of tombs together. Oh, they love they've been it, stealing a lot of priceless artifacts. She's really turned around on that. <laughs> Definitely. That whole thing. Uh, I like the guy who's like, this is cursed, that is cursed. You know, mm. he makes that joke against that guy. Oh, yeah. I like sure. that bit. It turns out it was cursed. Killed them all. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you stand on pygmy mummies? Because I'm not sure where I'm at. They kind of avoid the main characters a lot yeah. and just mm. tear apart everybody else. I think they just needed a new scarab beetle, like a flesh-eating beetle kind of situation. Yeah. They, they just flamethrower them in this. Yeah, <laughs> right? Like, exactly. They're like, we need something that's even more dangerous. 
pick me mummies. Yeah. There's a moment in this where, uh, and again, it's the bus chase sequence, I think, where they're being pursued by the mummies from the previous movie and Rick O'Connell's like, oh, these guys again. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, me too, Rick O'Connell. <laughs> <laughs> As you take a toilet break. <laughs> yeah. You know what What didn't do it for I feel like a lot of the, the supporting cast, was. I felt a little bit okay. bland. Like in the previous movie we had like the American – yeah, okay, rival yeah. adventurers, and they're kind of like we had Benny. We did have Benny, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. We we do have the 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 dirigible pilot who I yes. like quite a lot. Yeah. But other than that, it was just kind of like generic henchmen. Yep, generic cultists. Yep, little generic. Whatever. Classmate. Yeah, they had Mister Echo from Lost. That's He's right. in this. Yeah. yeah, water's hard to CGI, isn't it? Seems that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I kind of accepted it in the first one that they just survived the plane crash with the big sand face. They right. crashed in some sand. Mm-hmm, yeah. This, they fucking tumble out of the sky right. and they smash that ship to bits, uh-huh. which he then repairs. Apparently. Yeah, apparently <laughs> he does, yeah. <laughs> He's a very good dirigible pilot slash repairer. I guess he is. Mm. Uh, Anubis's army is... Not bad. Not pretty, bad. Yeah, pretty solid, I think. Yeah. There's uh, a lot of them. Yeah, that's right. You you cannot take that away from them. There's heaps of them. There's heaps of them. Some bits I also don't like, though, with the CGI. The first bit where the jungle grows around the rock. Mm. Not great. Uh, Imhotep, after he fuck... (laughs) (laughs) That's the audio one. Oh, yeah, nice. (laughs) Imhotep, after he sucks the life out of that first guy. Not... Very mm, good. Yeah, I think they were kind of resting on their laurels. They're like, we nailed this mummy yeah. thing from the first one. Just chuck it right back yeah. in. Mm. I think it's time, though, because yeah. the reason the Scorpion King doesn't look great is because... Uh, excuse me? <laughs> well, it was... it was Excuse c- me? When they CGI him, not at the start. Yeah, right. But he's a regular man I'm talking about. That's right, Because yeah. he does look great at the start. Oh, my he God, looks he looks so, so good. good. He just chews into that Scorpion Oh, like my God, nothing. for reals, for baby. For real, he does are it. We talking about the, are we talking about the Scorpion yeah. King? Yeah, look, again, like, I, I feel like when I watched it back, way back in the day, that was my takeaway. The Scorpion King. Yeah. When you, when it you, was never good. When you have a big action movie, you want that last ac- action sequence to be memorable. And I guess for me it always has been because it looks absolutely atrocious. Yeah. It looks like a PS2 game. It really does. It looks like some of the CGI in this in this movie looks like it came out of the game Mist. Sure. Or possibly Riven, the sequel to Mist. Great games probably. Oh, my God. Yeah. But the worst of all is yeah. you didn't think about just getting the rock to, to be on top of a big That's animated scorpion? exactly what just I a, thought. Just a, big, just a big animatronic dude? It must have been they didn't have the time because they actually completed this, completed, eight days before the film's release. Oh, right. right? Okay, sure. And maybe he wasn't available to do that because yeah. it's atrocious. He, Cor- he was being courted for ballers. No obviously. doubt. Yeah. It was a long courting process. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Corridor crew have actually gone back and tried to fix this and they've made some improvements. Who are they? they they've got a YouTube channel. Okay, they do special right. effects stuff okay. whatever. Sounds really good. good. Yeah. You should definitely check them out. <laughs> but it's just, it's atrocious. Oh, it's but so my favourite moment from this entire film is the moment where Rick O'Connell finally stabs the Scorpion King. There's a pause. Mm-hmm. Then you see Imhotep slide in and go, no! Oh, yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's 100%. that moment where nothing yeah. is happening. Yeah. And then there's that. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, that's very that's very enjoyable. That that sequence also has uh Evie at one point saying, Don't let Imhotep stab the Scorpion King because then he'll rule the world, so maybe you get the spear and stab the Scorpion King. Yeah. We know. We've been watching this movie for like an hour fifty, Evie. We get it. We, we know what the plot is. Yeah. You know what you're doing. We know what we're doing. <laughs> Everything's fine. Yeah. Uh, 
Here's a segment of the show I like to call. It's a new segment. Oh, yeah. Rude stuff. Rude time trivia. Oh, rude trivia. <laughs> that's right. Hello. Yeah. Wow. Ben, can you uh, put in a... I can't do right. it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, that's why you need Ben to put it in. Exactly. Yeah. He's world class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Rachel Weiss's character Nefertiri was originally called Nefertiti. That is but the true. producers felt that uh, people would make boob jokes about the name, so they changed it to that of another Egyptian queen. Oh, my God. Rude facts after dark. You know it is. Uh, the other rude fact is that there is a cameo by Stephen Summers in the form of... The director. The director, sorry, mm-hmm. yes. He's back for this one in a big way. The handprints in the train's bathroom, you know, when the kid goes in, that's actually Stephen Summers. So that's him, I guess, who smeared shit all over the walls with his bare hands. Wow. <laughs> so there you go. See, I told you, visceral. Visceral. Real. real. Mm, that yeah. was real shit. Incredible. <laughs> his own? <laughs> his own, yes. So look, I don't know, man. It was a big hit. Uh, That's true, yeah. A bigger budget, 98 million. It made yeah. 433. It was it was a big movie. I don't remember, unlike you, I didn't hate it at the time outside of The Scorpion King. I thought, this is fine. And I think it's still fine, but it's aged way worse than the yeah, other one. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Mm. What's what's the difference, I wonder? Is it chemistry? Characters? Maybe, but or may, well, maybe it's the, the mummy, even though, you know. It t- it's not funny. It's not funny. It may, yeah, may, maybe it's that. The kid? <laughs> no. He's, he's not bad. He's in not it. bad. Yeah. That's the thing. Maybe it's the thing that they tried to make Rick too cool. Maybe it's that. He's Indiana Jones. They did but change more. his name to Rick too cool. So. <laughs> exactly. Maybe that's it. <laughs> that was a retcon. Rick Radical. <laughs> yeah. Rick, we looked into your records of the orphanage. Your name is Rick Radical. <laughs> and maybe it's because the, you know, even though the first one is set, you know, in all kinds of places in Egypt, yeah. it's, it is a smaller scale. They didn't try to overreach. Maybe yeah. that's what it is. It's just kind of every part of that movie is kind of solid whereas I feel like maybe this one has some kind of weak stuff that you could take out. Like, again, like the pygmy, the yeah. pygmy mummies and, and, and a dirigible that's going through some sort of PS2 CGI cutscene. You know what I mean? Do you want to take out the bit where the guy puts his hand in the in the hole and then it chews off a lot of his hand and he takes his hand out and he's got a gooey hand? No, I kind of want to keep, want to keep that in. They were like, listen, before we trot out the Scorpion King, people are going to hate that. Let's <laughs> just do the realest thing that we can. A yeah, right. An old bony, gooey hand. <laughs> That'll get people on board for this. That's what people will take away from it. Exactly. I nearly forgot it. Is that how Corridor Crew fix it? Like after the after the Scorpion <laughs> King sequence, is just a guy going like, ooh, look at my gooey hand. Ooh. I don't know about this movie, but I like the gooey hand at the end. That was real goo. <laughs> So we'll actually be back next week uh, for The Mummy 3, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. I haven't seen that I've never seen since it. it came out. And I think... Oh, you have seen it, though. I, I maybe watched a pirated version of it, maybe, because oh I was God. living overseas at the time. Uh-huh. It also came out... Maybe you lived it. Where maybe, were you overseas? Maybe I China? Did. Ancient China. Were you I was, in, ancient I was China? in London somewhere at the time. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. But you know how I am, Mason. I travel. Oh my God. I'm like Rick O'Connell. I'm constantly on adventures, murdering people and stealing. Wow. Uh, we've just found a new your new birth certificate. Since <laughs> <laughs> your name's actually James a Big Liar. <laughs> so anyway, I'm really interested to come back to that and see how it even compares to this. Well, yeah, because I've never seen it, so yeah. I'm sort of excited to see. Uh, you better you better push that excitement aside. I hear there's a casting change. That's all I know. I, yeah, there uh, is, yeah. Rachel Weisz declined to come back. That's so right, yeah. That's all I know. Anyways, we'll be back next week for that. But if you do have a suggestion for Caravan and Garbage, please hit us up. And, of course, on patreon.com slash Movies, we're constantly running polls to be like, what do you guys want? What do you want to see? That's why we're doing the Mummy Trilogy. There's so many aggressive polls. You're like... <laughs> 
My phone's blowing up. I don't like this. Stop it. I don't, I don't have this many opinions. Why do you keep making me do polls? You know? Well, we don't need you. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> we want only poll-friendly Patreoners. You know that's the truth. Also, of course, we have a podcast called The Weekly Planet where we talk movies and comics and TV shows. We've got an upcoming episode on The Invisible Man, probably, don't we, Mason? Yeah, I hope so. And we're going to be doing that A League of Extraordinary Gentlemen movie commentary. Oh my God, I cannot wait. Which I will link below because I know, look, people want to see it and we'll get to it. Don't you worry. But in the meantime, you can check that out. Where are you on? Did you say where you were on social media? I'm at Wikipedia Brown on Twitter. You should say hi. I'll edit that bit out though. Excuse me. (laughs) Anyways, guys, thanks for watching. Uh, Grab that gem, you guys. We will see you next week. Goodbye. That's the end. Nice. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.